for the title. Got it. Good snap. The hold is down. It's long enough. It is good. Welcome to another edition of In Play. I'm Craig Maddock. Today's guest, one of the all-time great passing quarterbacks in South Dakota. He passed for over 7,600 yards in high school, but then when he got to college, he passed for almost 9,500 yards. And now he's a quarterback coach at uh, Sioux Falls Jefferson High School, and, and it's with his college teammate, who's the, the head coach. He's Brandon Valley's Austin Sumner. Austin, welcome to In Play. Thanks, Craig. Thanks for having me, man. You know, the first time I saw you play at Brandon Valley for the Lynx, I don't remember who you were playing against, but Mike Henriksen and I were doing a Brandon Valley football game on the radio at Brandon. You rolled out to the far sideline at the opponent's 40-yard line, and you stopped, and you just flicked the football, and it flew more than 40 yards for a completed pass. I mean, you just, just you just flicked the ball almost fifty <laughs> yards. It looked so effortless, speed and precision. Mike and I just looked at each other with our mouths wide open. We couldn't believe what we just witnessed. <laughs> we we knew we were watching an exciting young and strong quarterback. You know, we've broadcast a lot of football games by then, and we knew that Austin Sumner was going to be a kid that could be special. So when it comes to playing quarterback, at what age did coaches there at Brandon put you in that quarterback role? Well, uh, I kind of played quarterback in, you know, the peewee football days um, and then into middle school. But, you know, middle school, I was, uh, I was actually the B team quarterback uh, my eighth grade year and then, uh, you know, got into high school and, uh, grew significantly and uh, could chuck it around a little bit. So um, went from eighth grade B team to uh, JV that next year uh, as a quarterback and um, backed up uh, Andrew Bauer uh, on the varsity squad. So uh, Garrow recognized the arm, I guess, and uh, and that kind of that was my path <laughs> the rest of the way. Talking about yep, talking about Chad Garrow, who was uh, the the football coach there at Brandon when you yep. were were there. Um, of course, six five in height uh, certainly helps at uh, at quarterback. Uh, when did you get that growing spurt uh, <laughs> to play yeah, football? Yeah, yeah, kind of right uh, between my eighth grade year and, and freshman season. I think was was the the most of it. Was kind of running around like a. Like a baby giraffe for a while there uh, until I, I grew into my own body. You know, it took a little while to adjust to that. But, You're saying uh, you couldn't chew gum and walk at the same time for a short period of time? Hardly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what do you remember about that very first start as quarterback for Brandon Valley? I probably I, so I, I came in in the second quarter, I think, of uh, – one of my first varsity games. And I remember handing the ball off to Michael Belmore and he took it for a touchdown. And uh, that kind of took the, the pressure off of me a little bit. I remember that one. And I think my first start was actually against O'Gorman, at O'Gorman. Um, and one of the first plays was a, an out route to the sideline. 
and I was so juiced up. I think I put it in the Fuddruckers parking lot. Uh, so uh, I remember it being nerve wracking. And then uh, after a, a few throws, it kind of the game slowed down a little bit, um, and was able to do some some nice things. But uh, you probably <laughs> you probably don't remember that play that I was describing at the beginning of our interview, where Mike and I were watching you, and you just it was it's just with little effort, uh, you just flick yeah. that ball downfield. Uh, just, I, I don't remember that, but that was prior to a couple of shoulder surgeries, so. It, Yep. It was a little easier to flick it back then. <laughs> you know, I think when you were a freshman on that uh, varsity football team, uh, of course you had Dale Moss. Um, he was, yep. of course, the wide receiver. You had Nate Mahone as, as a great running back as a senior. What was it like as a freshman on that on that Brandon Valley football team with Moss and Mahone and some of those really other good players? Uh, it was fun. You know, I, I, uh, I got to play some scout team quarterback practice, which was a lot of fun, you know, chuck it around, uh, try to make our, our defense work a little bit, but, uh, just being surrounded by those, those good athletes, you know, you mentioned Dale and, uh, and they, um, kind of really, those were guys that I looked up to a ton. Um, they kind of, and Elliot Barcher was another one, you know, you know uh, they kind of took me under their wing and, and showed me like, you know, uh, this is how you, you work. This is how you practice. Um, they really, uh, you, you know, like had my back as far as when it came to development and, and, and getting the opportunities. So those were, those were definitely a, that was a fun class to be around. Um, they really they showed me what Brandon football was all about, you know. When it was time for Austin Sumner to be the starting quarterback, how much did the offense change from the year before, knowing that they had a guy that could really flick the football? Uh, I would, my sophomore year, I don't think a ton changed, you know, we might've put in a, a few more plays over the year to, to take some more shots. Um, but really my, my junior year, um, going into that season, you know, I remember uh, coach Bob Young from USF, uh, was around and kind of helped us, uh, you know, drop some plays, um, that we could consistently rely on, um, in the passing game and, and that that's kind of when it really changed. We we, we built off a, a lot of those those base passes into some more and more offense uh, as we we got comfortable and efficient. So I I think that between my sophomore and junior year, that's when things really we really started to air it out quite a bit. Um, they got pretty fun. <laughs> it was it was a big change for Coach Garrow too because we all know that Coach Garrow liked to run the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know we we tried. I think uh, using our passing game as as an extension of the run game. We know we didn't really have a ton of you know huge offensive linemen at that time. I think you know if if I were an offensive lineman that season, I probably would have been the second or third biggest guy in the line. You know, so um, yeah, using the pass game as as an extension of the run game, um, you know, I think really helped us out in that regard. Well, 2006 through 2009, Brandon Valley had to go through the Sioux Falls schools and trying to get to the football championships. I think Aberdeen Central got in the way of Brandon Valley back in 2009 to uh, get to the Dome. But what were those years like at Brandon? You know, really good offense, but just couldn't get to the Dome. Yeah, you know, I, I think... Uh... You know what it came down to is you know, we had a lot of a lot of guys playing both ways, um, you know. So if if we weren't able to put together drives on offense, 
you know, our, our defense was, you know, having, having to play a lot of, a lot of ball too. So, was, you know, we, I think we built a, a good foundation for, for Brandon to, to build upon, you know, we kind of, a I think I lost six games in my whole three years of playing varsity football. So, uh, that winning tradition, I think, uh, kind of was reignited in Brandon. Um, but, you know, we, they still had to take that next step. And uh, a couple of years later, a few years later, they, they ended up doing that, which was really cool to see as a, as an alum. Um, but yeah, I, I you know, it's, it was, uh, laying the foundation, building a pretty darn good house, but, uh, yeah. yep. never, never got to put, <laughs> put the ring on, which was kind of a bummer, but, um, we had a lot of fun, a lot, a lot of great memories. I remember that time you mentioned players playing both ways on offense and defense. Didn't you play some safety? Did you play some safety on defense early on? No, no, I, I, uh, coach Christensen, uh, was trying to court me into the the defensive line at one point and Garrett looked at him like he was crazy. <laughs> so, but no, uh, I was strictly playing offense, but geez, I think everybody else went both ways. So they were, uh, they worked a lot harder than I did. I can say that. Is there a specific game in the high school football playoffs that you uh, still think about? Oh yeah. Uh, my, I think yeah, it was 2009 against uh, Lincoln, um, kind of really the semifinals. We were the number one team in the state, hadn't lost yet. and um, Really, really bad weather. Uh, we turned the ball over a ton, and, and Lincoln ended up getting us by I don't know, seven points or something like that to, to go to state. And they ended up, uh, I think, beating Washington in, in the final. Uh, that one sticks out because that was, I felt like, you know, looking back, that was certainly our best chance uh, when I was around to to bring home a title and uh, kind of let one get away. And as a competitor, those are the ones that stick out the most. You know, there's a lot of good games, a lot of fun, fun wins um, over those years. But uh, that one uh, sticks. It just hurts a little bit. <laughs> 14 school records, eight passing records. 7,600 yards passing, 88 touchdowns. Your senior year, the, you're the Gatorade Player of the Year. You were nominated to play in the U.S. Army All-American Bowl. Did you play in that bowl? I don't remember. What happened? Uh, no, I didn't. I, I don't really know what, what that was all about, to be honest with you. I remember getting a, a packet um, delivered by a, a service member to the high school, and wow, that was kind of kind of it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it was just like a, a little award or, uh-huh. or what, but yeah, no, never, uh, never played in any game like that. Well, by that time you were already being recruited by a ton of schools. What was that recruiting uh, process like? Uh, when, when did those letters first start coming for you? Yeah, I'd say, yeah, throughout my junior years, kind of when I started getting, um, all those letters in the mail and that was really, really kind of exciting. Um, but uh, then, you know, I followed my junior season up with a, a shoulder surgery. Um, so all those recruiting visits that I went on, um, you know, they didn't really like seeing a quarterback with a throwing arm and a sling. So it, it was pretty stressful, to be honest with you. Um, you know, um, ended up just coming down with uh, two offers, really. Um, and that was uh, 
South Dakota State. Uh, they offered me, gosh, it must have been pretty soon after my, my shoulder surgery, I think, or right before. Um, and then Augustana, uh, when Coach Salem was around. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, you know, it was it was it was fun. It was stressful, and um, you know, I was glad to. You know, after I'd committed, it felt like a huge, huge weight off my shoulder, and I was I was really excited to be staying staying home and and going up to South Dakota State with uh, a few of my other buddies you know, that, well, you, that, that you, were there and heading there. Yeah, you redshirted as a freshman. How tough was that after playing all these years of playing football every year? You, you know, you were on the scout team. How hard was that? You know, it, it was a ton of fun. You know, we, uh, our class, you know, we your redshirt year, you're pretty much living in the weight room uh, and then uh, running the scout team. And the scout team quarterbacks – really not a not a bad job you know you, you don't really get hit um you're trying to fit balls and you know you're playing against the the, the first defense you know so you, you're, it's really good competition you kind of learn how to play at the college level and i had a ton of fun with it jimmy rogers was actually kind of running the scout offense at the time he had just come back from uh um doing a graduate assistant job down in florida so uh, really got to build a nice relationship with uh, Coach Rogers and swing the ball around, throw our defense some some picks and make them look bad every now and then. Uh, and I still got to travel with the team, so that was pretty fun, you know, in dress. So it felt like I was a, a part of the the game day experience, you know, um, but uh, had a ton of fun playing scout teams, to be honest with you. I can't say uh, the same for my teammates. You know, they were getting their butts kicked. Um <laughs> But I had the, the the black jersey on, so they couldn't touch me. <laughs> well, when we go to 2011, you're a redshirt freshman, and you get a chance to start as quarterback yeah. for the Jacks. Um, I think that was the uh, what the eighth game of the. No, it was early on in the season, if I remember. Yeah, you I got it was to like start. the first game of conference play, so it would have been the fourth. But, it would have been uh, Indiana State. In fact, they were. I think they were rated uh, that 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 year. Indiana State. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a fun offseason. You know, I was I was really you know we had a good quarterback at the time to come off a good year, uh, Thomas O'Brien, and uh, you know I really wanted to to lock up the the number two job for sure. You know, um, so I uh, was able to win that job in fall camp, and then uh, yeah, prepared prepared like I was going to be the starter, and uh, you know got an opportunity. I think it was Illinois State. Yes, it was yeah, Illinois yeah. State. Yes. Um, you lost that game. Lost that game. Um, you know, it, tell you what, the, the first half of that game felt like my first start against the Gorman. looked like there was 25 defenders on the field. The game was flying fast. Um, but uh, in the second half, we kind of settled down, made some plays, had a chance to win at the end. Um, came up short, but uh, I think, you know, myself and the rest of the guys felt confident that we had a bright season ahead of us. And, you know, Record didn't look great at the end of the year, but uh, there was some good momentum going into that uh, sophomore season. Well, you know what? Five and six that first year, but the next three years, the Jacks would go nine and four or nine and five, and you qualified for the Division One playoffs every year after that. You know, what yeah. changed about SDSU football from that redshirt freshman year through your senior year? 
I think uh, it was just a hungry group. Um, you know, having having a guy like Zenner too in the backfield certainly helped a ton. Um, you know, and and some some talented guys in the edge and a, and a defense that that flew around and, and made it tough on people. Um, you know, it, you know it's very similar. I feel like to my brand experience. You know, we really you know, worked our tails off and kind of built a, w- a winning culture um, with a good foundation that's led to, you know, really good good things after the fact, you know. Um, so I I can't really put a finger on what changed. It's, it's just a, a bunch of guys that were hungry to win some football games and, and do do, uh, do some special things for their, their, their team and their, their university. Yeah, your sophomore season, you make the Division One playoffs, something that the Jacks had not done in a while, and you uh, hosted Eastern Illinois, that first playoff yeah. game. Uh, you routed them. Uh, you must have felt really good that game. I did. You know, I, I, I handed the ball off about 30 times. I think Jenner <laughs> went for damn near three, 300. <laughs> I think it's still a record up there. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a fun one. You know, they had, they had come in with a, a high powered offense. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback and our defense was really excited about, uh, getting after him and they did. Uh, and then we just kind of pounded it down their throat. Uh, that was, that was a really fun game. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a, we enjoyed that one. So you met uh, Jimmy Garoppolo after the game. I, I think so. I can't remember. Who would have known? Who would have excited to get who, out of there? Yeah, who would have known? You know what he's doing today in the in the NFL. Yeah. Unfor- yeah. Unfortunately, though, you had to go up to Fargo and you lost to North Dakota State to end the season, which uh, yeah happened a couple yeah. of times in uh, in your career. It did. You know, I thought we had him. Uh, my senior year uh, up there against against Carson, but uh, Carson did Carson things and stole it from us late. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what a what a good squad they've they've had over the years. Man, it's uh, uh, they're a, a tough opponent and a, a tough rival, but um, it's really fun to see the Jacks kind of bring home three markers in a row recently. That's a, that's a lot of fun. I I look back at some of the guys that uh, were on your team uh, playing for the Jacks. With you mentioned Zach Zenner, you got Brady Mangarelli, uh, Jake Winicky, Dallas Goddard. I mean, you threw a bunch to Jason uh, Jason Schneider that one year. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, just think what it would be like to get back together again. Yeah. Well, well, I, you know, luckily, luckily now I, you know, that I'm back in the area, I get to get to run into some of those guys, um, and uh, you know, it's 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 good to good to see those faces, man. Those those bonds that we we built over those four or five years, or just a couple with some of them, some of the older guys, uh, is is truly special. You know, you spend shoot, it seems like almost every day, all year round, um, you know, working out with those guys. Um, in, in the film room, uh, at practice, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's a bond that, uh, is, is really, really special. You get to know people, uh, on, on a different level when you, when you spend that kind of time and go through the kind of things we went through together. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to, to, to catch up with those guys now. Your junior year at SDSU, who was this tight end for the Jacks? He, only caught six passes for 36 yards 
scored one touchdown. His name was uh, what, Vince Benedetto. Who, <laughs> he would uh, eventually be the offensive quality control coach, I think, your senior year. And, of course, now Vince is the Sioux Falls Jefferson head coach, and you're the quarterback's coach for Jefferson. But uh, what, what was uh, – how come Vince only got six catches uh, that, that year? <laughs> well, he caught my first touchdown pass I ever threw in college out there at Illinois State. So I think that's probably what he's most proud of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just um, but yeah, no, Vinny was a college – we were college roommates too. Uh, just just really good buddy of mine. I was in my wedding. Uh, I was in his. Um, you know, just uh, like a brother to me. Um, and it's uh, fun now to be able to – you know, coach and watch film and, and do all that stuff together uh, for Jefferson. Eric Agnes was your offensive coordinator at SDSU. What were those meetings like with with Eric and talking offense all those years? Uh, they were fun. You know, he's such a, such a great offensive mind, you know, when, from the run game to the passing game and, and kind of bringing those, those two uh, – those two things together. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff I learned from him is what I'm trying to, to pass down to, to our guys. And, and you know, um, he was uh, real stoic. You know, he he, uh, he never really got after me too much. Um, but with, with anytime I got on the headset, was super calm. You know, talking through like what I was seeing, what he was seeing. Um, so I, I try to emulate that a little bit with my with my quarterback. So it's a uh, big influence uh, on me, certainly as a as the X and O's football player. Austin, you're having great success at SDSU. Your freshman, you know, your sophomore, your junior year. Then it's your senior season, game one. You're starting, I think, what 35th straight game, and you get hurt. What happened yeah. in that first game uh, against? Uh, I think it was Mizzou. Yeah. Uh, you know, we kind of got off to a really fast start, actually. We had a tr- uh, redshirt freshman center, uh, first game he's ever played. First play of the game, he snaps the ball about 75 mile an hour back to me, bounces off my hands. Zenner catches it next to his helmet and takes it 80 yards for a touchdown. Um, <laughs> that was nice, but shortly thereafter, it, you know, they had a couple of good uh, DNs, Shane Ray uh, and Marcus Golden, I think is his name. Um, Shane Ray play, played – both of them played in the NFL for a little, little while there. But Shane had flushed me out of the pocket. I got out, planted my foot, and um, it just kind of crumbled underneath me. It broke, broke three bones uh, in my foot, and that was kind of a crappy way to start your senior year. <laughs> was that the biggest crowd you had ever had played in front of? I think they had 60,000 there at Mizzou that, uh, that day. No, I, I think, uh, we played Nebraska the year before. That's right. 90,000, 90,000. 90, 90, that was pretty cool. Yeah. It was 2013, September 21st yeah. with the yeah. Huskers. So Zach Lujan then is the quarterback and he was mm-hmm. having success as the starter. You know, the Jacks yeah. are in the hunt for the playoffs for the third year in a row, but here you are. You start week nine versus North Dakota State. How tough a decision well, did Coach Stiglmeyer have on, you know, once you were healthy, were, were they going to start Lujan or were they going to start you? 
Yeah, I think it was tough because, like, like you said, uh, Zach was doing a lot of good stuff uh, for us, and we were winning ball games, winning enough to, you know, still be in the hunt. And we know we, we knew we had a tough test there in Fargo that season. They were, you know, they were still on their roll. Um, you know, I, I had, I remember getting X-rays at Mizzou. Um, uh, Dr. Kurtenbach telling me my foot was broken. I was like. All right, which is it? Week eight or nine? We play in the issue. That's that's the one I'm circling. Day uh, to get back. It was it was tough though. Cause I wasn't moving very well. I had to wear um, I put a steel plate in my shoe uh, just so I could move without doing any further damage. I guess, mm. but uh, um, yeah, it was it was tough for both of us because you know I, I really wanted to play. Um, you know, I'm sure Zach, Zach did too, and he was doing, doing enough things to certainly be, uh, ordered that job that day. But, um, you know, coach, he pulled aside and, and told me I was going, uh, the night before and, and Zach was super supportive, uh, just like I was of him, you know, when I was out. So it was, it was, uh, you know, Zach and I are still really good buddies and, uh, he handled it maturely, uh, at, at, at that time. And it's, you know, no surprise he's the OC at SCCU now because of that kind of character. You lost to the Bison, though, on that day, 37-17. You win the next two games against Western Illinois and USD, and you qualify for the playoffs. And you go to Montana State, and, uh, what, 87 points were scored in that game. You win. What, What do you remember about that game? I remember it being really, really cold. And our <laughs> our uh, sideline heater magically going out at halftime when we were up by a couple scores. Forty-seven uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, forty was the win. Yeah, it was it was a shootout, man. Uh, <laughs> I remember Zach Zach Zenner being really special that day. Our defense um, playing playing really hard. I remember their offense putting putting up some points too. It was, it was a good one, uh, for sure. One that, that certainly sticks out. The second week of the playoffs, then you go back to Fargo again yeah. and take yeah. out North Dakota State. Uh, the final mm-hmm. was 27-24. They scored yeah. late to win. What did, what did you remember about that game? I, I remember, you know, the, the whole team feeling like this was, this was our time. You know, we, we felt like, uh, you know, we were playing our best ball. Um, you know, they were playing great ball, but we felt like this, that was the, that was the day that, uh, things were going to change. Um, I remember with about, uh, right around four minutes left hitting Jake, uh, on a little RPO slant for a touchdown. Um, you know, I thought, you know, that was, that was, that was the one that was, that was, that was going to do it. Um, but, uh, you know, Carson put together a great drive and and made a really really nice pass on a little slot fade to uh, to one of their slot receivers and and to go up what was it, three or yeah three points uh, with about forty seconds left. We had uh, didn't really have a great return uh, on the the kickoff to follow that and I had to go like eighty some yards with. 30 some seconds and that was going to be tough up there. <laughs> um, so yeah, didn't, didn't go our way. 
but we we gave them all we all we had that's for sure after the North Dakota State playoff loss your senior season after almost 9500 passing yards what were you thinking while you were walk, walking out of Fargo Dome that day yeah it was it was a it was tough to tough to swallow the, the fact that uh that it was over you know i i just, i was so beat up my foot was still pretty jacked up i had separated my shoulder against western illinois a few weeks before that pretty bad uh i was hurting uh physically and emotionally at the time um you know but uh you know zach and i had sat a lot we were the last two in the locker room um you know tears and so some laughing going on um but uh, yeah it was it was tough um but it was almost a weight lifted off my shoulders at the same time there was a lot of a lot of pressure a lot of stress uh, a lot of hard work that uh, that went into all that um it was it was bittersweet to be over but you know i had to could have asked for a, for a better career. I don't think, you know, um, getting to play that much football with so many great teammates and coaches, uh, was really special. And, uh, especially in, in the Brookings community, man, they, they backed their jacks, um, incredibly. So it was a heck of an experience. I'm, I'm so, uh, so grateful and thankful to have, have gone through that. I think you uh, had an, you're going for an education degree, I believe, at SDSU. But but when you leave and you graduate, uh, you're not a teacher. You're in a completely different uh, profession. What was it about moving out to Colorado, and what did you do? Well, yeah, so I was a sports management major. The you know when when I decided on that major, I thought I was going to be coaching college football. That was kind of the route I I had set for myself, but. You know, after after all those years playing, um, was kind of ready to step away from the game. Um, <laughs> sure. Josh Ronick um, uh, had had reached out and uh, had an opportunity in the the Black Hills to go sell some medical device. Um, but my my girlfriend, wife now at the t- at the time, um, wanted to move out to Colorado, and I was like, sure, let's, let's that sounds that sounds nice. I don't think I'd been to Colorado up until that point um, and was able to land a medical device sales job out there and uh, spent about seven years out there doing that uh, and then just moved back here to uh, east side of Sioux Falls in February. Well, you're now working as the quarterback's coach at Sioux Falls Jefferson High School. And, of course, your former SDSU teammate, Vince Benedetto, is, is the head coach. When did Coach Benedetto get a hold of you about being the quarterback's coach, and was it a hard sell for you? <laughs> he had been joking around about it since uh, he had found out I was moving home. Um, and then uh, <laughs> um, about a month into me being, a month or two into being home, he's, he's like, hey, uh, why don't you come be my quarterback's coach? And I'm like, well, you're going to have to sell my wife on that one. Uh, so he came over and <laughs> sat down and laid it all out there and uh, promised not to take too much time from me uh, uh, and the family. Um, um, got got the wife's approval and that was it. Um, we were we were rocking and rolling the summer and and uh, 
having a lot of fun this fall. What else are you doing besides being a quarterback's coach? Um, trying to be a good husband uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, kind of trying to wrangle my, my almost two-year-old son, Bo. Oh, he's, he's a wild man. So is he six five already? Is he is he got a good right arm? <laughs> he's got a good arm. I'm trying to get him into golf, but he uh, he's certainly attracted <laughs> to the football. So yeah, we uh, we spend most of our our afternoons running around the yard and yelling touchdown and chasing the football around. So it's uh, life is good. You have one of the top quarterbacks in class AAA. Taylor Ashley as yeah. your quarterback. You're the quarterback's coach. What's it been like uh, working with him this season? It's been awesome. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, Taylor's a, just a great kid, start, um, and then uh, a really good football player, which makes makes my job pretty easy. You know, he's played a lot of football, which is evident um, right away. You know, we start talking about what we're going to do with our guys to get them in the best spots and um, throw, throwing passing concepts at him. And he just, he understands things really quickly. I can kind of take him through a progression once and it sticks. Um, you know, he doesn't make a ton of mistakes, um, which is really fun as a quarterback's coach. And, uh, just really talented, man. Like he, Throws better on the run than I ever did. Um, very accurate. Um, you know, just just uh, just a really good football player. Just this year, Piers Lincoln Keenholtz passed uh, your high school passing yards mark. Yeah. Um, what a great quarterback! He's uh, committed to go play at Washington State. What do you like about Lincoln Keenholtz? I mean, you've seen him play as a quarterback. What what makes him special? Uh, there's a lot to like about him. Uh, I've been, I watched, uh, some of his film from last year, uh, when we were preparing for Harrisburg and, um, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, he just kind of stands out. <laughs> uh, downfield accuracy is incredible. Um, got a big arm obviously. And then, uh, you know, he he can, he can run the rock too. Uh, he can kind of do everything uh, you want from quarterback, um, and he seems like just a, a competitor, man. Um, so I, I don't know him well at all, but uh, just watching him on tape is is pretty fun, fun to see. And uh, you know, hopefully, a guy like that can draw more eyes to, to the football in this area because I think you know, having played here, whatever ten years ago or whatever it's been. Uh, it might be longer than that now, dang. It's twelve. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's twelve. Uh, to seeing where, to, but just to seeing where the game has come to. Like I'm seeing, we're seeing defenses that I saw in college now at the high school level. So there's a lot, a lot of good football around here. So if, if a guy like that uh, can bring some more eyes to this area, there's that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, it's it's been twelve years since out of high school, Austin, but. When you when when you see the quarterbacks today, the the Keen Holtz, the Ashleys, what do you yeah. see in these quarterbacks today compared to when you played? They're so polished, you know, and uh, and just really good athletes. You know, it's it's fun to see guys like Palin and, and Lincoln. You know, they're 
they're playing baseball or leagues playing baseball, you know, really good basketball players, you know, so it's still like you got a great athlete on the football field at the quarterback position, but they're extremely polished yet too at, at, at uh, the quarterback position. So it's, it's pretty impressive to see, you know, um, I can speak for Tanner, like, you know, he's got AAU basketball all summer and then football stuff all summer. So the way these guys can, you know, balance their time and, and get better at everything is is really, uh, really impressive. Austin, I got two more. We cannot, yeah. uh, we cannot do this interview without talking about the winningest coach in Brandon Valley football history. He was <laughs> your coach uh, for those uh, 88 touchdown passes and the – you know, 7,600 yards passing at Brandon Valley. But uh, we lost Chad Garrow to uh, brain cancer uh, this year. Um, when you first found out that Coach was sick, um, how much did it hit you? Um, it, it was like a ton of bricks, you know. Um, you know, to see it or to hear that he's got cancer is just like, you know, it's it's almost surreal. You don't you don't think that's going to happen to to somebody like that that you love. That's that's like so strong and you know uh, just kind of a kind of a foundation in the community within the football program. Like it just uh, it didn't seem real at first for sure. Um, yeah, it hit like a ton of bricks. He had a motto. Remember what that motto was. Rain, wind, or snow, we'll still throw. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and that was hard for for Chad because you we we knew that he he wanted to run the ball, but uh, when his motto was "rain, wind, or snow, we'll still throw," that had to make you feel pretty good. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know it's it's it, you know it was kind of funny. It really we chuckled about it at first, but uh, you know when I when I thought about it later on, I was like, man, that guy's got you know, ton of confidence in me in me to to go out there and perform. So that certainly made me feel good. Um, you know, kind of telling people this is what we're going to do. Um, have at it. Uh, was was pretty funny and bold. You know, uh, so yeah, it was it was he was it was really fun to be around. What was what is still the biggest impact he had on you? Yeah, just a really good example of of a man, you know. Um, you know, was always always a family guy. You know, I remember AJ running around as a little one, you know, and the girls were always around, and he always made time for them. Um, you know, he, just a just a really really good guy, and and everybody liked him. You know, um, the impact that that dude's had is just. It's when you really start to think about it, it was incredible. Like all the track athletes he's had, the you know the football guys, um, you know the softball girls. He's a big softball coach. Like, and then being a teacher, like the amount of people that he's had an impact on is is just, in, just incredible. Um, and you know, you don't, didn't really didn't meet anybody that didn't like Coach Carroll. Um, you know, you need to start talking about the burger guy too, right? Like <laughs> the guy wore so many different hats um, <laughs> and was all in on in everything that he did. And uh, you, you know, maybe maybe that's it. You know, like whatever he was interested in, he was in 
a hundred percent. And yeah, I'd say that's, that's pretty impactful to me. What is next for Austin Sumner? You talked about you wanted to be a coach uh, when you were graduating from SDSU. It's been 12 years. Is that, is that coming back to roost? Yeah. Well, um, you know, I'm, I'm having a, a, a really, really good time um, being a volunteer coach for Jefferson. <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, we've got a really, really good staff and a lot of really cool kids um, that are really fun to be around. So I'm, I'm enjoying the heck out of that. And we'll see where this thing goes, but uh, having a ton of fun. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Programs such as this are only possible through the continued support of our listeners like you. For South Dakota Public Broadcasting, I'm Craig Maddock. Join us again on the next episode of In Play.